When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, everybody. This is Doug Robertson of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution with another edition of the Southern Fried Soccer Podcast. And because we are in the MLS playoffs, I'm going to do something a little bit different with this podcast. I'm going to preview Sunday's game between Atlanta United and NYCFC in the first round of the playoffs. As always, you can find me on Twitter at Doug Robertson AJC and on Facebook at Atlanta United News Now. I hope you'll consider subscribing to the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. The past two days, we've had a couple of full-page posters of Atlanta United players that will be in Friday's paper and Saturday's paper of Joseph Martinez and then Brad Guzan. And Sunday, we're going to have one more in addition to a preview package uh, focused on the game, which starts at 3 p.m., will be broadcast by ABC. You can follow on Atlanta United's local radio partner, uh, Mike Conti and Jason Longshore. You can follow my live coverage on Twitter, again, at Doug Robertson AJC. So just to recap how Atlanta United got here, it is the fifth seed. NYC is the fourth seed. The game will be played at Yankee Stadium. Atlanta United overcame many, many things this season to reach this point, including the disastrous tenure of Gabriel Heinze, who came in and made great fanfare and who most of us thought was going to do a fantastic job in charge of the team. Instead, won just two of the first 13 games, only scored 13 goals, got in trouble for breaking uh, CBA rules in regards to overworking the players, uh, amongst many, many other things, was fired about a third of the way through the season, replaced by Rob Valentino, who was an assistant on the staff. Valentino, after a bumpy start, which was to be expected, got the team turned around. Gonzalo Pineda was hired. Pineda took charge and went 7-3-3 and in his last 13 games. Atlanta United is among the points leaders in Major League Soccer from, I think it's August 12th, through the end of the season. So they go into this game on Sunday with momentum. They're going to go in healthy. The only player not available for selection is Emerson Hyman, who's out for the season. This is the first time in a long time that they've only had one injured player. It's uh, noteworthy because that means Marcelino Moreno and Santiago Sosa are both healthy. I saw them train on Saturday. Uh, They look good. Atlanta United looked to be in really, really good spirits on Saturday. It was a short session. Uh, they uh, finished with a little 11-11 on scrimmage on a short field. And then after that, some of the players took part in this kind of knockout game in which 
a player behind the goal makes a pass to them. They have to have a clean first touch, and they have to take a shot from outside the penalty box. If it goes in, the next player has to shoot and make it. If they miss it, they're out. Or if the, if the guy in front of you misses it and you make yours, that guy is out. So it's a fun game. Uh, it was won today by Ezekiel Barco. It was mostly the South Americans competing. They were all giving Eric Torres a hard time. We asked Marco after why that was, and he said because they didn't want the Mexicans to win. <laughs> Apparently it's pretty funny. They were kind of picking on um, Torres and Jurgen Dom a little bit. Uh, but, you know, it's all in good fun. So I'm going to have some audio for I hope to have some audio for you uh, from Miles Robinson, from Barco, and from manager Gonzalo Pineda that was recorded today after the training session. That will be on the end of this podcast. Uh, I want to answer a couple of your questions first that you asked me uh, on my email. And we've got a lot of newcomers sending in questions, which I think is a good sign for the popularity of this podcast, which you can find on iTunes. Or, again, you can look for my links from my Twitter account or my Facebook account at, at Doug Robertson AJC on Twitter and on Facebook at Atlanta United News. Now, one of the questions was of the players who are out for NYCFC, which is a lengthy list, which one do I think um, is going to be the most important or most impactful? And that's a really good question. And um, i got to think that it's going to be uh, the defensive midfielder who was a, uh, went out earlier this week uh, because of a blood clot, uh, Keaton Parks. Um, he's a fantastic player for NYCFC. He does a lot of good things in the middle of that pitch on that very, very small pitch. Without him, they're going to have to move some people around. It's going to be curious to see what uh, Ronnie Dahlia does with the lineup and with the roster. We're also trying to figure out if uh, Callens is going to play or not. Um, he had suffered an injury on uh, international duty. Reading NYCFC uh, beat reporter stuff and those who follow the team, it looks like he is available, but we don't yet know if he's going to play. There are several other players out for NYCFC. Now, the X factor for me for Atlanta United are going to be the two, if they play the wings, Barco and Araujo. They're both good shooters. They're both good shooters from distance because Yankee Stadium is such a small field. I think that that skill, Moreno is also, Marcelino Moreno is also a good shooter from distance, is going to be invaluable. But we'll see what happens. Haneda has said uh, to the local radio partner and to us today that the team has to do what it does best, and that's keep the ball, that's play offense. So I don't think you're going to see Atlanta United sit back, try to counter, try to draw pressure, and then win in transition. They just said they don't want to have to do that. They don't like that style of play. They want to keep the ball, make NYCFC make decisions, put them under pressure. So we're going to see how that pans out. Um, all right, I'm going to let y'all now listen to the audio. It's going to be uh, Miles Robinson first, followed by Barco. And we did ask both Robinson and Barco today if they thought about this could possibly be their last games with Atlanta United. Robinson predictably said no. He thinks they're going to win. Uh, Barco said no, he's only focused on this game. He's anxious for this game. He's excited about this game. So he hasn't thought yet about what might be next. Of course, the theory is both are going to be wanted by clubs in Europe, along with possibly George Bellow, 
And so it might be a busy off season for Atlanta United. So anyway, you're going to hear several different people asking questions of Robinson, of Barco, and of Gonzalo Pineda uh, in these next few minutes. So here you go. How would you describe the, the mood of the guys going into this playoff game? Uh, yeah, I think we're all in a good mood. I think uh, we're we're ready for the challenge. We know it's going to be a tough tough fight out there. Um, but I think everyone's eager to play. Um, yeah. Physically, how are you after going U.S. flying back early? How, how do you feel right now? Yeah, yeah, I feel fine. I feel great. Um, fit and ready to play. So. Uh, Brad said recently that in 2018, like the team sort of internally felt like, all right, we're the best team in the league. We can win this cup. A lot of guys are picking NYCFC tomorrow. Is it does that change the chip a little bit, knowing that perhaps you guys are underdogs and a lot more approved? Yeah, I mean, I think when anyone goes to Yankee Stadium, uh, they're going to be an underdog. Uh, just the pitch itself is different, and they're used to it. But I think um, when you look at the quality of our guys. Um, I think we're going to be ready. I think we're a team that's uh, eager to play in the playoffs. I think we're, you know, a tournament team ready to, um, you know, put it put it all on the on the field tomorrow. And Kati, you know, Tati Castellano, you're going up against a Golden Boot winner. He's informed. What do you, as a center back, you might match up with him. What's what's the key to sort of controlling him? Yeah, no, I mean, he's got a great engine. Um, he's always, you know, sniffing out ways to find goals. Um, yeah, and he's a great player, um, but it's up to us as you know, uh, as a back line to just you know understand where he's at at all times and uh, just try to you know cancel out everything that comes in. What is the key for y'all to get off to a good start? It's been a bit of an issue, you know, for the team in the past couple of months. Yeah, I think it's just a matter of you know getting getting a few passes to connect and. Uh, just you know, taking the breath on the ball when you have some time. It's a you know tight pitch, so there's not going to be much time on the ball. But if we can move the ball quick and uh, win all all duels in the midfield, um, I think we're going to look good. The midfield, I was going to ask you that, in, in balancing this team's skill of attacking and playing direct with perhaps having to absorb a little bit in the first 25 minutes. I'm going to ask Gonzalo the same thing, but have you guys? plan for that, for that first 25 where they're going to be on top of you on a small pitch and then winning those battles in midfield? Yeah, I think we've definitely prepared for, uh, you know, defending in transition. I think they're a team that likes to, you know, break when they have an opportunity. You know, they have great runners going forward. Um, but yeah, it's up to us to, you know, stay focused for every second of the 90 minutes in order to, you know, sniff out anything that comes offensively for them. Does it give you extra confidence having a head coach like uh, Pineda who has been in the several playoffs and has also won it all with a team that he kind of knows what he's doing when it comes to getting an MLS Cup? Uh, yeah, I think he understands what it takes uh, mentally and physically to win these games. Um, and he's definitely you know, giving us his experience in these types of situations. Um, a lot of the guys on our team are um, somewhat new to MLS playoffs, but uh, like I said, I think our quality can uh, control the game if we, you know, play to our standards. Has it been business as usual this week? Is there any sort of extra focus on something tactically, or are you guys trying to keep it as normal as possible? Uh, it's tough to say. I think everyone kind of understands the, you know, the dynamics of this game and how important it is. Um, so I think everyone's uh, dialed in um, for training, like every week, but. Uh, just understanding how big of a game it is kind of gets every guy a little more energy. You finish as one of the top three vote-getters for Defender of the Year. Are you happy about that? Does that mean anything to you? Yeah, no, it's definitely an honor. Uh, 
yeah, some good defenders in there, um, and I'm proud that I've you know gotten myself in contention to win it. And have you wondered or thought about this might be could be your last game with Atlanta United if you know a team comes calling and you get sold in the off season? Uh, I mean, in my in my head, I think we're gonna win the game. So we'll okay. either way, I figured it out, but. <laughs> I don't know when we we'll get to talk to you again. Day by day, <laughs> day by day. But. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, you're still on that path, right? You're just sure. day by day focusing on the next game and yeah. your future, whatever happens when that, right? Yeah, it's easier. It's yeah. easier like that. So. Okay. All right. Anything That's else it. for Miles? All right. How would you describe the mood of the team going into this game? How would you describe the mood of the team going into this game? How would you describe the mood of the team la verdad que, que nada, con mucha, con mucha ganas de que llegue el partido de, de mañana. Creo que tuvimos suficiente tiempo para, para prepararnos, para, para plantear el partido y hacer un buen partido y bueno, eh, avanzar a la siguiente fase que es lo que, que todos queremos. We're really excited for the game to get here. I think we've had enough time to, to plan and prepare sufficiently for the game. Um, so, you know, we, we're, um, you know, we want to win and, and move on to the next round. That's our goal. It seems like the small field suits y'all's skills pretty well, the passing and moving. Would you agree with that? Dice que la, la cancha en New York City, que es, bueno, es pequeña, pero que, que puede ser una bueno, ventaja para, para este equipo con, con las habilidades de, de los jugadores en el grupo. Sí, la verdad que, bueno, que tiempo para eh, años anteriores nos ha tocado jugar en esa cancha y siempre se hace difícil. Un rival muy duro que, que nada, que está bien trabajado y siempre se hace fuerte en esa cancha pero nada, nosotros somos, somos Atlanta, somos un equipo grande y tenemos que, tenemos que ir a jugar igual igual y, y hacer un gran partido Yeah, we've played there in years past and New York City is, is a really good team so we know that they always make it difficult um, but you know, we, we feel like we're Atlanta, we have to go there and be able to play toe-to-toe -to -toe with these guys and, and that's what we're going to do and What do you think the key is for y'all to win in advance? What's the most important thing for y'all to do? ¿Qué crees que es la cosa más importante o la clave para ganar el partido? Creo que ser intenso y poder concretar un gol lo más rápido posible y después nada, después saber manejar el partido. Pero, pero como te dije, es un equipo muy bien trabajado que va a ser va a ser muy lindo partido y para disfrutar. I think we have to be intense, so the intensity is going to be important also for us to try and get an early goal in the game and be able to to manage the game. Um, but as I said, they're, they're a really good team. We know it's going to be a difficult game uh, and a nice game. Well, starting with that intensity has been an issue for the team for the past couple of months. How do you, how do you fix that now? Dice que ha sido un desafío para este equipo tener esa intensidad para empezar los partidos. ¿Cómo puedes mejorar eso? Sí, la verdad que tenemos que seguir haciendo lo que venimos haciendo durante todo el año, ¿no? Creo que, que ser intenso y igualarlo a New York City va a ser un arma fundamental porque ellos es un equipo muy intenso. Y nada, como te dije, después llegar a, a hacer nuestro juego, que es lo que nos identificó durante todo el año, y, y poder eh, conseguir el partido, que es lo, que es lo importante. I think we just have to keep doing what we've been doing this year um, as a team, doing all the things that we've, you know, playing our style the way we want to play and, and go there and, um, and try to match New York City and, and their intensity and, and just be up for the game. Se ha visto muchas diferentes versiones de Atlanta United este año por el cambio técnico. Han ganado tres partidos, han perdido, han empatado. Cuando vos decís nuestro juego, ¿cómo lo describirías? ¿Cuál es la mejor versión de Atlanta United? Just about all the changes the team's gone through, and when he says to play our our style, what what that means for him? Jugar, creo que jugar y 
eh, podamos jugar todo el tiempo dentro de la cancha, de poder hacer un equipo corto, agresivo, intenso y nada, sobre todo jugar, que hay, hay grandes jugadores dentro del plantel que, que tranquilamente pueden hacerlo bien y cuando lo hemos hecho ha salido bien, nos ha traído resultados y no tenemos que inclinarse a eso. Just to be able to play, uh, to be aggressive, to be intense, and we know we have really good players, and when we're able to to combine and play, we've we've done really well. So uh, we have to, to focus on that. Y la clave quizás para que el tridente, vos, Joseph, Luis, Sista Marcelino también, para que jueguen en lo colectivo y sean contundentes. Han hablado de eso, se han enfocado en eso también esta semana. Just if they've, you know, what they're working on with the uh, front three, the attacking trio, and, and what they can do. Sí, como te dije, tuvimos dos semanas para para prepararnos de la mejor manera eh, y lo entrenamos, lo entrenamos durante estas dos semanas y y creo que que no entendimos muy bien, eh, pero bueno, como te dije, va a ser un partido ya decisivo porque es un partido solo y y hay que ser intenso, no hay que no hay que bajar los brazos y sobre todo ir a ir a hacer con mucha personalidad y y demostrar que nosotros somos Atlanta y que, que queremos ganar. Yeah, we've we've had two weeks to prepare for this game. I think we're working well together. We're understanding each other well. Um, but as I said, it's going to be a difficult game. We've got to go there and uh, be intense, be aggressive, and and go there with personality and and show what Atlanta's capable of. Has pensado que esto podría ser tu último partido en este uniforme? Es algo que te motiva. Lo está tratando de como no pensar. If he thought if if this could be his last game in Atlanta United, if um, if he's thought about that. No, no lo pienso, sino que como te, como te dije, disfruto el día a día, disfruto de estar con mi compañero, disfruto de estar acá en el club, eh, le tomé mucho cariño al club, bueno, a, a la gente, a lo, al público, y nada, estoy pensando en el partido del domingo, creo que hace dos semanas estoy con, con muchos nervios porque creí que llegué el partido y nada, eh, ya queda un día, así que nada, prepararse este último día para, para mañana llegar de la mejor manera. No, I'm just thinking about, um, thinking about the day to day, thinking about this game on Sunday, really anxious for the game to get here. Uh, we've been preparing for it, and, and so that's my focus is fully on on Sunday. But um, you know, I'm very grateful to to everyone at the club. Y la última Tati, Tati Castellanos, cómo lo controla? Qué tipo de jugadores? Qué qué has visto? Qué lo conoces? Qué lo ves en la cancha? Porque es tan peligroso. This is what he's seen from Tati Castellanos and how the team can um, control him. Sí, bueno, la verdad tengo muy buena relación con Tati. Me llevo muy bien. Hemos hablado. Bueno. Eh, pero es un jugador muy importante, muy muy agresivo, que era que, que es letal dentro del área y nada, vamos a tener que tener cuidado de tratar de no de no darle mucho tiempo con la pelota porque ahí puede ser agresivo y nada, después como te dije, eh, cubrir eh, alguna que otra cosa de New York City, pero más enfocarnos en, en jugar y hacer nuestro trabajo. Well, I have a good relationship with Tati and, and I've talked to him, but he's um, we know he's a very aggressive player, he's very good when he's in uh, in and around the box, so we know we have to Um, you know, try and limit him. Um, but as I said before, we've just got to focus on ourselves and uh, go to New York and try to play our game. Any last questions? What do you get for winning that competition? ¿Qué te dan si ganas el juego? Nada, por ahí hay mucha competitividad porque nada, porque hay varios mexicanos, brasileros, argentinos y competimos y nada. Siempre es lindo poder competir y bueno ganar. Nothing, but it's just a very competitive game with the Mexican guys, the the Argentines, the Brazilians. So uh, it's just competitive, and it's it's fun to share that time with them. Yeah. Why were you guys giving Kugo hard time? <laughs> uh, same what I've let off the other guys. What's the mood of the team? Do you think going into this game? Well, you tell me. It look look good. Mm -hmm. uh, 
we've been training very good. I think the intensity has been there, has been there, uh, and today the mood was very good. We're happy with what we see, but obviously we need to be focused because tomorrow will be a very, very, very hard game. How do you balance that kind of ramping that intensity up without spending too much of it too soon and not have anything left for Sunday? Well, it's, it's part of the methodology that we have. You know, maybe the first few days in the week, we push them a little bit more, more intensity, more demanding. Uh, the last two days, probably uh, a little tactical concepts, and then we let them play, let them be happy, let them be free, and then they have a good mindset uh, uh, to, to face the next game. It looked like everybody was out there training except for Hyman. Everyone is available for selection for something? Yes, just like that. We're very happy about it. Uh, it's been a long time since I, we don't have that, and uh, I think it's just good to see everybody healthy, everybody available, everybody wanting to play, which is good, and uh, so yeah, we're very happy. And what is the key for you all to, to survive and advance here? What's the most important thing, other than score more goals? Probably play, play in the way we play, like be who we are. I mean, we cannot change at this point of the season. We have to play up to the standard that we've been playing the last 10, 15 games. I think it's been very good. And, uh, and if that is enough to get into the next stage, good. But at least we need to push ourselves to play in the same way that we've been doing. You've said that you don't want the team to particularly be just transition. You want them to play. You want them to keep the ball, control matches, dictate tempo. How do you foresee this game playing out tomorrow, away on the pitch with NYCFC, somewhat of a favorite? How do you balance those transition moments with actually controlling the game and dictating tempo? Yeah, it's a very good question because actually, uh, obviously, we want to be also good in transition. Yeah. I mean, when we said, yeah, we don't probably like that style of just dropping back and then look for counters, uh, that doesn't mean that we can't be good in transition as well. Uh, we felt that we, in the preparation for this game, we, we, we think that there might be a, a lot of turnovers just because of the size of the pitch, the intensity of both teams. So we actually practice uh, a lot uh, being good in transition. And it's not just, you know, quick counters and getting behind, but sometimes just releasing the ball from the zone of pressure. Once you gain it in certain areas, just move the ball fast to another area where there's more space. Uh, being fast in transition when you counterattack. Uh, but also defending when you, they are taking you in transition. So it's just it's just balancing that. But obviously the main part is trying, again, to control the game, uh, trying to play uh, in the way we feel more comfortable. Uh, but obviously in front of us, uh, uh, there is another team that likes probably the same style, and that's a challenge. That's always the, uh, the beauty of this game is that uh, both teams have a game plan and both teams try to perform uh, at the highest level, and we will see what happens tomorrow. Has this extra time to prepare been an advantage for you, or do you feel like you know you would have liked to be playing already? Maybe less time to prepare is, it means less concepts to, to, to try to embrace. What has it been like for you with these two weeks to play to prepare for one game? Well, we we try to take it in, into our advantage because we were able to first of all recover a few guys that had some injuries. Then we were able to work in certain things that the team needed to work, just working ourselves last week, and then having time to 
train the game plan and to see what New York City is going to present against us and try to find the solutions. So we had time to prepare the, the game. They, they did the same, so probably no big advantage, but, but uh, we were able to recover a few guys and to work on certain things that we think are going to be important. Both Barco and Miles just told us that you know, the game plan is set. Like They know what they're going to do tomorrow. The, the, the team does seem really focused on, on this game. Is that, is that something that you like to see where collectively it seems like the idea is clear for tomorrow night? I hope so. It's good. It's good that, that you said that because that means that they 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 understand. Obviously, my assistants uh, they all do a great job at putting film together, at showing the whole team, showing little groups, showing individual clips about the opposition, and letting them know uh, what are what is the game plan. But within the game plan, sometimes there are little nuances that you know you take Miles and Brooks and oh, the winger might be pressing this way, so we might find this solution. Or the center me has this tendency, so Santi, Rosero. So the, the coaches do a lot of of those little details, which uh, can be very important tomorrow. And I think yes, the team is focused, the team is motivated, and the team is ready to go. At the end of the day, uh, both teams, I think we are good sides. And again, it's going to be a very good game tomorrow. Which, you know, I'm excited about it, and hopefully we can get the best part of it. You came from a team that was in the playoffs and also won it all. So how helpful has that been for you just in coaching these guys? How have you taken that into training? Well, yeah, obviously, having the experience of being in Seattle Sounders, a winner franchise for the last few years, helps just experience being there, seeing firsthand how Brian managed certain things, certain moments of the season, this particular moment of before the first game, nervousism sometimes for everyone in the club. But I think that after just just getting the, the, the spot in playoffs and after the first part of the season where the players overcame adversity, we we, we feel good. We feel okay with what we've accomplished already. And the team is motivated because we know that uh, the next game is one game that that can present a very good opportunity for us to do even better things this year. And I think the team is just motivated. So sometimes when you see that enthusiasm from the players, that mentality, that uh, you know proactive uh, relationship among themselves, sometimes you don't touch too much. Sometimes you as a coach, you don't speak too much, maybe a little message here and there, certain players, but... Uh, I think I, I like what I see in terms of mentality of the training session, so it's been so good. When you're playing on a small field like Yankee Stadium compared to Mercedes-Benz Stadium, is there a difference in the level of importance in players being positionally aware, keeping the shape within the formation? Yes, for sure. Uh, obviously, there's going to be less space, right. uh, and that's why we paint the field just exactly as we think the Yankee Stadium is going to be. Uh, we train a lot of small-sided games, being under pressure, uh, trying to be good on the ball, under pressure, technical ability under pressure, and and we know that. But tactically, I think the players understand the spaces that we want to exploit. Hopefully tomorrow it presents the same way that we've been training because they, they did very well the last few sessions, and I hope uh, it can go in, on our side. What would it mean for you to get your first win as an MLS head coach on Sunday? Well, it, it, it's, it's, it's nothing. Honestly, I don't, I don't look to win because of me. 
for me is the players and, and the amount of respect that I have for the players overcoming what they faced the first part of the season were not many good comments about them, about the organization in general, uh, the front office, the people in the offices, like the way the players put everything together to come back, whether it was with Rob Valentino at the beginning, whether it was with me, is irrelevant. It was the players putting the effort, coming, putting everything they have together as a team to win games. and. And, and get into playoffs, that's what makes me more proud about them. So any next stage that we advance is going to be for them, for the players. It's all credit to them, and I will be extremely proud if they win tomorrow because what they've been doing is, is great, and I'm, I can be more happy about the players I have right now. Has there been extra focus perhaps on Tati Castellanos, like he can, the way he plays, how he can draw out a center back? the Golden Boot winner, he's in top form. Has there been a focus on him, perhaps? I mean, as any other team that we play in this league, I think the good side of MLS, or one of the many good good parts of MLS, is every team has a DP, has two DPs, has three DPs, and most of the DPs are up to that level as Castellanos. So every time we face a team with that type of quality players, obviously we message the midfielders, the defenders, how to face that type of players and how we can neutralize a little bit of controlling the damage that they can cause us. Uh, at the same time, Castellanos is very good, but it's also the passes that he received from the midfielders around him are very important for him. So sometimes, yes, he's controlling Castellanos' movement, reading his movement, reading his runs to the far post, his mobility behind the line, how he can drop and play balls behind. But obviously, he's controlling also the, the, the passes around him. So Maxi Morales and all the center meets, whoever plays, because they have a few uh, injuries there, uh, the wingers that they, they play, uh, we have to control them as well and make sure that Castellanos doesn't have many opportunities in front of Brad. But the best way to do that, in our opinion, is having the ball. So the more we have the ball, the less they will have and the less chances we will permit them to have in our goal. So that's kind of the game plan, is controlling the ball, trying to have more possession, and therefore we can control their attack. Pues un agradecimiento total a la afición. Si algo, de algo estamos orgullosos es, es de la afición que tenemos. Eh, y, y creo que han tenido un año difícil también ellos, así como hablaba del sufrimiento de los jugadores, eh, creo que también la afición sufre con nosotros, pero también goza, y espero que el día de mañana eh, los que nos acompañen en el estadio, los que nos vean desde sus casas, desde los bares, como dices que el día de mañana sea un momento de felicidad para ellos, y que el equipo se pueda brindar para que ellos tengan ese, ese momento de felicidad y de éxtasis que tenemos todos los fans de un equipo cuando, cuando nuestro equipo gana una pregunta sobre la selección mexicana. Si me sí, claro. ¿Cuál es su análisis del momento actual de la selección y su opinión sobre el hecho de quizás respetar procesos para los técnicos? ¿Qué opinas de, de eso? ¿Qué es lo que se está hablando mucho en México? All right. I hope you enjoyed this preview podcast. If you want to send me some feedback, I would appreciate it. Um, as always, you can find me on Twitter at Doug Robertson AJC, on Facebook at Atlanta United News Now. I'll tape another podcast on Monday summing up that playoff game. Please send me questions about the team, about the game, either what's next in terms of playing New England or what's next for the offseason. 
to my email at D-R-O-B-E-R-S-O-N at AJC.com. Thanks and have a great day. In Atlanta, one voice has stood out for over four decades. An AJC original, The Monica Pearson Show. Let's talk about how you got to ESPN. Revealing interviews. You are known as America's doctor, but I want to know who you were before that. When you have a different name, you have different color skin, it can be tough. With Atlanta's most famous faces, as you've never seen them before. I'm telling my story. This is the American dream. The Monica Pearson Show, streaming now on AJC.com. The AJC's trusted veteran political voices, Greg Bluestein, Patricia Murphy, Tia Mitchell, and Bill Nygut are the essential source for Georgia politics. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution's Politically Georgia. Sign up for the newsletter, download the podcast, subscribe to the AJC.